Hello everyone. Welcome to Learning Radio Podcasts. The Sermon at Banaras. Audiobook 10th grade English subject. The Sermon at Banaras refers to the first sermon given by Lord Buddha. This chapter brings to us an understanding about death, the ultimate reality of life. However, this chapter will not leave us depressed or in the fear of death rather it gives us a lesson that by accepting death as a reality we can improve the way we live so let's read this chapter and understand what exactly buddha said in his first sermon to kisa gautami in the chapter in this story which happened at banaras page number 133 lesson number 10 the sermon at benares who delivered it who do you think delivered a sermon at benares gautama buddha who lived between 563 bc and 483 bc began life as a prince named siddhartha gautama in northern india At 12 he was sent away for schooling in the Hindu sacred scriptures and 4 years later he returned home to marry a princess. They had a son and lived for 10 years as befitted royalty. At about the age of 25 the prince heretofore shielded from the sufferings of the world while out hunting chanced upon a sick man then an aged man then a funeral procession and finally a monk begging for alms these sights so moved him that he at once became a beggar and went out into the world to seek enlightenment concerning the sorrows he had witnessed he wandered for 7 years and finally sat down under a fig tree where he vowed to stay until enlightenment came page number 134 Enlightened after 7 days he renamed the tree the bow tree tree of wisdom and began to teach and to share his new understandings at that point he became known as the buddha the awakened or the enlightened the buddha preached his first sermon at the city of benares most holy of the dipping places in the river ganges That sermon has been preserved and is given here. It reflects the Buddha's wisdom about one inscrutable kind of suffering. Kisa Gautami had an only son and he died. In her grief, she carried the dead child to all her neighbors, asking them for medicine, and the people said, "She has lost her senses. The boy is dead." At length, Kisa Gautami met a man who replied to her request, "I cannot give thee medicine for thy child, but I know a physician who can." And the girl said, "Pray tell me, sir, who is it?" And the man replied, "Go to Salyamuni, the Buddha." Kisa Gautami repaired to the buddha and cried kisa gotami repaired to the buddha 
and cried, Lord and Master, give me the medicine that will cure my boy. The Buddha answered, I want a handful of mustard seed. And when the girl in her joy promised to procure it, the Buddha added, the mustard seed must be taken from a house where no one has lost a child, husband, parent or friend. Poor Kisa Gotami now went from house to house and the people pitied her and said, Here is mustard seed, take it. But when she asked, Did a son or daughter or father or mother die in your family? They answered her, Alas, the living are few, but the dead are many. Do not remind us of our deepest grief. And there was no house but some beloved one had died in it. Kisagotami became weary and hopeless and sat down at the wayside watching the lights of the city as they flickered up and were extinguished again. At last the darkness of the night reigned everywhere and she considered the fate of men that their lives flicker up and are extinguished again. And she thought to herself, How selfish am I in my grief? Death is common to all, yet in this valley of desolation there is a path that leads him to immortality who has surrendered all selfishness. The Buddha said, The life of mortals in this world is troubled and brief and combined with pain. Now the glossary on this page. Sermon means religious or moral talk. Dipping places means bathing. Inscrutable means something which cannot be understood. Repaired. It is a stylistic use. It means went to. Valley of desolation means an area which is filled with deep sorrow. Mortals means those bound to die. Page number 135 For there is not any means by which those that have been born can avoid dying. After reaching old age, there is death. Of such a nature are living beings. As ripe fruits are early in danger of falling, so mortals, when born, are always in danger of death. As all earthen vessels made by the potter end in being broken, so is the life of mortals, both young and adult, both those who are fools and those who are wise, all fall into the power of death. All are subject to death. Of those who overcome by death, depart from life. A father cannot save his son, nor kinsmen their relations. Mark, while relatives are looking on and lamenting deeply, one by one mortals are carried off, like an ox that is led to the slaughter. So the world is afflicted with death and decay. Therefore, the wise do not grieve, knowing the terms of the world. Not from weeping nor from grieving will anyone obtain peace of mind. 
on the contrary his pain will be the greater and his body will suffer he will make himself sick and pale yet the dead are not saved by his lamentation he who seeks peace should draw out the arrow of lamentation and complaint and grief he who has drawn out the arrow and has become composed will obtain peace of mind he who has overcome all sorrow will become free from sorrow and be blessed source betty renstor value and voice a college reader published in 1975 now the glossary on this page page 135 afflicted with means affected by suffering or disease or pain lamentation it's an expression of sorrow thinking about the text number 1 when her son dies kisa gotami goes from house to house what does she ask for does she get it why not number 2 kisa gotami again goes from house to house after she speaks with the buddha what does she ask for the second time around does she get it why not number 3 What does Kisa Gotami understand the second time that she failed to understand the first time? Was this what the Buddha wanted her to understand? Number 4. Why do you think Kisa Gotami understood this only the second time? In what way did the Buddha change her understanding? Number 5. How do you usually understand the idea of selfishness? Do you agree with Kisa Gotami that she was being selfish in her grief? The Buddha's sermon is over 2500 years old. Given here are two recent texts on the topic of grief. Read the texts comparing them with each other and with the Buddha's sermon. Do you think the Buddha's ideas and way of teaching continue to hold meaning for us? or have we found better ways to deal with grief discuss this in groups or in class now the examples the first example a guide to coping with the death of a loved one martha is having difficulty sleeping lately and no longer enjoys doing things with her friends martha lost her husband of 26 years to cancer a month ago Anya age 17 doesn't feel like eating and spends the days in her room crying her grandmother recently died both of these individuals are experiencing grief grief is an emotion natural to all types of loss or significant change page number 137 feelings of grief Although grief is unique and personal, a broad range of feelings and behaviors are commonly experienced after the death of a loved one. Point number 1, sadness. This is the most common and it is not necessarily manifested by crying. 
Point number two, anger. This is one of the most confusing feelings for a survivor. There may be frustration at not being able to prevent the death and a sense of not being able to exist without the loved one. Guilt and self-reproach. People may believe that they were not kind enough or caring enough to the person who died or that the person should have seen the doctor sooner. Next, anxiety. An individual may fear that she or he won't be able to care for herself or himself. Next, loneliness. There are reminders throughout the day that a partner, family member or friend is gone. For example, meals are no longer prepared the same way. Phone calls to share a special moment don't happen. Next, fatigue. There is an overall sense of feeling tired. Next, disbelief. This occurs particularly if it was a sudden death. Helping others who are experiencing grief. When a friend, loved one or co-worker is experiencing grief, how can we help? It helps to understand that grief is expressed through a variety of behaviors. Reach out to others in their grief, but understand that some may not want to accept help and will not share their grief. Others will want to talk about their thoughts and feelings or reminisce. Be patient and let the grieving person know that you care and are there to support him or her. Now part two of the example, Good Grief. It is written by Amitai Edzioni. Soon after my wife died, her car slid off an icy road in 1985. A school psychologist warned me that my children and I were not mourning in the right way. We felt angry. The proper first stage, he said, is denial. In late August this year, my 38-year-old son, Michael, died suddenly in his sleep, leaving behind a two-year-old son and a wife expecting their next child. There is no set form for grief and no right way to express it. There seems to be an expectation that after a great loss, we will progress systematically through the well-known stages of grief. It is wrong. We are told to jump to anger or to wallow too long in this stage before moving towards acceptance. Page number 138. But I was and am angry. To make parents bury their children is wrong. To have both my wife and son taken from me for forever and a day is cruel beyond words. A relative from Jerusalem who is a psychiatrist brought some solace by citing the maxim. We are not to ask why, but what. The what is that which survivors in grief are bound to do for one another. 
following that advice my family close friends and i keep busy calling each other and giving long answers to simple questions like how did your day go today we try to avoid thinking about either the immediate past or the bereft future we take turns playing with max michael's 2 year old son friends spend nights with the young widow and will be among those holding her hand when the baby is born focusing on what we do for one another is the only consolation we can find